Before we get into today's episode, we have something very exciting to talk about. You probably know what I'm going to say if you've been listening to our previous episodes, because we have been talking about this for quite a while. But today is the day the Design Life community is now open. You can join. You can come chat with us. This is all very exciting, isn't it, Femme? So, so exciting. If you've been waiting and waiting patiently for the community to be open, we are very, very glad to tell you that it is now open and you can join and there's lots of creative people in there having interesting discussions. Charlie, do you want to let them know where they can go to join? Yes. Yes, I do, fam. <laughs> if you head to <laughs> designlife.fm slash community, that's where you'll see a link to sign up. And we've got some very special bonuses for if you sign up in this first week, actually, because we wanted to do something special for the launch and to reward people who get in early. So first off, if you sign up this week, so before November 20th, you will actually get discounted pricing for life on the community. You'll pay $7 a month for access to the community chat, for access to our resources, to our live streams, and just to support the podcast in general. And there's something else as well that we were working on long and hard yesterday. Do you want to tell them about that, Fem? <laughs> yeah. So if you sign up within this first week before November 20th, you'll also get a bonus free sticker pack. And these are brand new stickers that we've designed. They're not the same as the ones that we did last year. So make sure you get in there quick and early to get the discounted pricing and to get a free bonus sticker pack, which also includes an extra special little community member sticker. Yeah, that one's going to be cool because you will only be able to get that sticker if you are a community member. So if you're ever out and about and see someone else with that sticker, (laughs) then you'll know. You'll have like this little special connection. (laughs) I'm really excited to have as many of you as possible just join this community, get into it and have conversations with the people in there because it is a really amazing place to hang out. One of my favorite parts of it is the Real Talk channel where we Mm -hmm. discuss deeper issues, I suppose, than just getting feedback on design work or, you know, did you see what Dropbox did with their new brand? Things like that. (laughs) Real talk is for real talk, just as the name suggests. That's one of my favorite parts. Yeah, I've been really enjoying the live streams. And we recently, a few weeks ago, did a group call, which was so fun because we had members of the community jump on a call with us and we talked for a whole hour about time management. And that was super, super cool to get to actually have some like digital FaceTime with our members. We Usually we're always chatting to them, but to get to jump on a call is super, super cool. Yeah, awesome. And we'll be definitely planning more of those in the near future. So head to designlife.fm slash community, sign up for that special $7 a month launch deal and get your free sticker pack and we'll see you in there. Yay, see you in there. Welcome to Design Life, a podcast about design and side projects for motivated creatives. My name is Femke. And my name is Charlie. This week, we're going to be talking about learning from your peers and getting support from them. I'm part of a couple of mastermind groups that I feel have been super valuable to me and my growth and my projects, just getting advice from people who are doing similar things to me, maybe not exactly the same, but they still have good ideas. And I feel like I've learned a lot throughout my career from the people around me. I don't know about you, Fem, but that's definitely been the way it's gone for me, and I find a lot of value in that. So we want to talk about how to get advice from these people, how to find the right people and make those connections with them and how to make it a really good use of your time when you do have their ear. 
Yeah, I think this is going to be a great topic. I personally have found some great mentors in the industry and it's been really, really helpful in terms of my career and where I'm going and the things that I'm doing. So I think this will be a fun episode. Should be. In the meantime, though, fam, how have things been going? I know that your or your side project time has been filled up with community launch stuff. I'm pretty sure. Is there anything else to yes. update us on? Uh, yeah, I've been doing a lot on getting the community ready, which is very, very exciting that it's about to launch. Or as you're listening to this, it is launched today. Uh, but I've also been doing some uh, like things on the side at work. So the other night I spoke at a meetup that we had, a cool. engineering event that we had, which was really fun. It was cool to get on stage and talk about product design and how we design things. That was really, really fun. And yeah, I've also, I don't know, I've been getting more and more into yoga lately, which is something I've kind of always been doing, especially over the last few years on and off. Uh, I've been going regularly to classes each week, but I don't know, I, I haven't necessarily upped the amount of classes I go to a week, but I just feel like lately I've gotten a lot more into it. Like when I'm there, I feel a lot more present and I value and appreciate a little bit more what it sort of brings to me in my life. So yeah, that's not side project related, unfortunately, but it's still, it's part it's, of your life. Yeah. It's, it's contributed, I think overall to my mental health and how I'm feeling about things. So yeah, that's been really, really nice lately. That's awesome. And can I just say how epic it is that you've been at Uber, what, like a couple of months now and you're already yeah. <laughs> speaking on behalf of the product team at events. That's just amazing. And it's yeah. you know a testament to you and your drive and, your confidence. I love it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was really scary. I was I was feeling a little bit nervous, I won't lie. Like, you know, standing up on stage and sort of speaking on behalf of not only like a company, but this company that's like yeah. so big and global and has <laughs> such a name and reputation was kind of nerve wracking. But it was it was really, really fun, really nice. I I feel grateful that I had the opportunity to do that. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. That's awesome. How are you? How's your Patreon going, by the way? It's been, has it been a month yet? It hasn't been quite a month yet, but the first payment has been made because Patreon takes payments on the first of the month. So that was really exciting to see uh, who's stuck around since then. I have had a few cancellations, as I knew I would, because, Mm -hmm. you know, not everyone wants to stick around forever and that's okay. I really appreciate any, you know, support people can give, even if it is only for a month. Um, I'm going to be starting to book in all of those 15 minute Skype calls. That Wait, the, how many of those do you have to do, by the way? I think it's like 130, <gasps> something like that. I know. It's going gonna, it's gonna to stretch into next year. I, I don't think I was quite aware of how successful this Patreon was going to be. And in case anyone doesn't know, I did like a launch bonus thing where if you signed up in the first 24 hours, you got some extra stuff. So it was like a downloadable asset, uh, a print from my wall art collection and a 15 minute Skype call with me. So, yep. Time to time to get on to having them. <laughs> it's going to be fun to get to meet people and like hear what they're struggling with and like what they want my help on, you know? I think it's going to be super beneficial for me as well and I'm probably going to get my whole next year's content ideas from it. So right. It'll be yeah. good. <laughs> How are you logistically going to do this? How are you going to structure and and book and organize these 150 calls with everyone? Have you figured well, that out? A, there's a service called Calendly where essentially you connect your Google Calendar to it and you have blocked out all the time you're not available, obviously, and people can go in and just book their own session. So you have set up the times that you're available and they just go and pick 
a free one within those times. So that's what I'm going to do to avoid any back and forth of like, hey, are you free on this date? No, how about this date? Cool. Should we do like 2 p.m. GMT? Oh, is that this time? No, no, no. Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That dance. Yes, exactly. So it avoids all that. They can just choose the time that suits them. And I will already have it set up to a time that suits me. So perfect. Very efficient. Just like you. (laughs) (laughs) My actually, my Patreon is a good example of something that came out of a mastermind group. How's that for a segue, huh? Really, really though? Like that wasn't originally your idea or how how did that go? Okay, so back in June at VidCon, I was part of a roundtable discussion that the Internet Creators Guild put on. They're like a group that is basically, I don't want to say like a union because it's not got like legal standing or anything, but it's a it's a group that people who create online can join and it sort of gives you support and information about the industry and, you know, you can seek advice from people in there. Um, but they held a roundtable with a bunch of creators at VidCon and I was there with a few who had channels with like millions of subscribers and successful Patreon campaigns and we were talking about the value of having one and it, and it just really convinced me that maybe this is a thing that I should really seriously consider because I hadn't before. So it started there. And then the idea for the 24-hour launch, which I'm sure is the reason why this campaign of mine was so successful, was also the idea of someone in a small mastermind group that I'm a part of. I meet with two other YouTubers and uh, one girl who is a, oh, she's a YouTuber as well, but she has this amazing jewelry company. Um, And we meet and discuss what we're working on uh, once a month, I think. So yeah, the idea for the 24-hour launch came out of that. So there is a real life example of how mastermind groups and talking to my peers has really helped with the success of my projects. Wow. So you, uh, like, so the YouTube one, is that like Mm -hmm. an ongoing mastermind group that you regularly meet or that was just a one-off sort of situation where you were all talking and discussing about this with each other? Is this the, do you mean the Internet Creators Guild one or the other one? No, that one was just a a one-off round table that they held at VidCon. Uh, but okay. the other one is a regular monthly meeting group. And so are you part of multiple mastermind groups in that case? Yes. I'm also part of one that we run with my workmates. So a lot of us at ConvertKit have side projects and we've got things on the go, you know. And so one day, I think it was Nicole who has actually a lot of experience with mastermind groups and she blogs about it and has some digital products about it. We'll leave a link to her in the show notes because I think her advice is really great. But she decided to set this up and it's been amazing. There's a bunch of us who meet every two weeks. Uh, Sometimes some people can make it, sometimes others can't, but there's enough of us that it doesn't really matter. And we, yeah, meet, chat about our projects, have hot seats and get advice. It's awesome. That's so cool. I'm not really part of a mastermind group that meets regularly, although it's something that I've kind of been wanting to be a part of. For me, I usually get advice or or ideas for what to do with my projects from my peers. And mm-hmm. it's it's not like we have a formalized mastermind group, like we don't meet regularly or anything, but I just we just I just have conversations with my peers and people around me. Uh, and that seems to be how I not not just generate ideas but also get advice from them. And I also have relied a lot on the past on things that I've learned from online courses that I've done. Having done some of these online courses, I've learned things that have been like, oh, that would be really interesting to try or to apply to my own project. But I guess what I miss there is the actual one-on-one conversation with someone about 
okay, how can I apply this thing to my particular project or my particular situation? I'm kind of just left on my own to figure out how I could apply that. So that that's where I feel like I'm kind of missing this or I have this gap where it would be really nice to have this group of people that I can go to and talk about, you know, my, my projects and how I can advance them specifically rather than thinking about broader things. Yeah, totally. What When you were talking, a few things came to my mind in that I think one of the things that works so well with my mastermind group, with the YouTubers that I meet with, the monthly one, is that when, like, we're friends, but we don't keep super up to date with each other's lives in between meetings. Like, I don't think you and I would be great in a mastermind group together because we know each other's projects too well and we know each other <laughs> so well, you know, it's harder to have that distance. Whereas in these mastermind group meetings is, is our chance to catch up on each other's projects and know what they're doing and know where we're at. But you and I talk every week and I feel like I do know what you're working on and where you're at. Mm -hmm. So, it's, mm -hmm. you know, it's not the same. So all that to say that you don't have to find people that you're like, it doesn't have to be your best friends, right? That you're in a mastermind group with. It doesn't have to be people who you like and who you respect and like and respect you back, obviously, and have similar talents or skills or something that you would find beneficial to learn from and that likewise they would find beneficial to learn from you it doesn't mean that you have to have super you know motivated close friends to be able to have this these benefits so one question which we've also had people from the community ask is how do you find those people? Like, yeah. how, how do you start a mastermind group? How does that work? Because I feel like just going up to someone and being like, yo, want to join a mastermind group with me is, you know, a little bit weird, a little bit random. So how do you actually not only just create it, but make sure that you're creating something that is, is going to last and that everyone's sort of equally committed to showing up? Yeah. So... My mastermind groups that, you know, that are active right now have been mostly situational where at ConvertKit, you know, a bunch of us are interested in side hustles and things like that. So we just decided that we'd get together and talk about it. And it's just people who work at the company, you know. And the other one is that we were at an event at the YouTube space and someone mentioned email marketing. And so, of course, my ears perked up and we got ch got chatting about that. And yeah, we realized that we were all nerds for that sort of marketing type stuff outside of just posting a video every week and, you know, seeing the growth from there. We wanted to be doing extra things and making products and, and stuff like that. So that's when we decided that, hey, maybe we would be a good fit to chat to each other. And we actually, you and I were both a part of a mastermind group that I would say is not active. Would you agree? <laughs> yeah, I would agree. <laughs> and do you know what? I think the reason that that wasn't successful is that we didn't meet regularly. So this was a mastermind group that worked through Slack, was our main method of communication. But because it was, I don't know, I don't think we made enough effort to set a regular time every single month or whatever to all get on a call and be there talking at the same time rather than just, you know, dropping into Slack throughout our day. I think that's the reason why it didn't work. I think mastermind groups, like I was saying before, need to be this focus time rather than an always on type of thing. Yeah, I think from my experience, it's also important that everyone is sort of equally committed. And I think that's also really hard to achieve. I I was part of this 
it wasn't, we never called it a mastermind group. Like it was really informal. It was more of like, let's get together once a month over a coffee and all catch up together. And Mm. we all came from like different disciplines. Like one of them was a full-time freelance graphic designer. Another one was, you know, also freelancing. I was doing my thing and we're all in Amsterdam. So we were like, let's all get together once a month and, you know, chat and hang out and share what's been going on things that we've been struggling with, et cetera, and kind of help each other out. So we never called it a mastermind, but in a way it kind of was because we would meet regularly once a month. But it kind of just fell flat because every month, like there was no designated person or we didn't come to any sort of agreement about when we were going to meet and who was going to organize meetings. So it would kind of just be left up to chance of someone thinking, oh, we should meet again this month and then try and organize with everyone when and where and what time. And that eventually over time just kind of fizzled out because the organization that it took to get everyone together was too complicated in the end. Totally. Okay. I have some advice to share here for you and also anyone listening who's okay. maybe like trying to make a mastermind group work. So I think our uh, YouTube one works really well because generally at the end of every meeting we set the date in our calendars for the next meeting and because we're all nerds for organization and stuff like that we like pull out our phones and like add it in as an actual calendar item you know uh we also are really structured with the way we run it like obviously when we all turn up we're just chatting or whatever but we try to do it a set half an hour for each person to discuss whatever it is that they want to discuss so all of us throughout that half hour are focused on that person and and their project their needs whatever they're struggling with at the moment And then when the time's up, we move on to the next person. It helps keep it more structured and focused and less of like a, hey, let's just chat about our projects and see what comes up, you know? Mm -hmm. And and it also means that I, it's like it's helpful for myself too, because I sit there before the the mastermind meeting. Words are difficult for him. (laughs) It is like (laughs) six in the morning for you, kind of. So I I sit there before the meeting and I'm like, okay, what is my biggest struggle right now that I feel like I need help on? And okay, this, and now I'm going to write down a list of things I've tried, things I'm thinking about to run through with these people and get their advice on. So it's a really good chance for me to sit back and take stock as well and just figure out where my head's at and where my project's at. So that structure is definitely the way that I think it should work. Um, Another way that mastermind groups have worked for me is with the ConvertKit one. We kind of alternate between having just a catch-up where people have like five minutes each or whatever to tell us what's going on with their project at the moment and we just share quick bits of advice but I think the best meetings are one where someone's in the hot seat so that's where we kind of have like 15 minutes of catch-up total at the beginning and the end and then 45 minutes where it's focused on one person and something that they're going through. I like that how there's two different structures and approaches. Yeah. I I was also thinking like how much do you force starting a mastermind group versus letting one sort of naturally happen on its own? Like, I feel like I have a few friends who, when I do meet with them, it it almost feels like a mastermind chat because mm-hmm. we don't just talk about, you know, how's your aunt? Uh, but, <laughs> but we also talk about, you know, what, what are you up to right now? What's your projects and what's your next big thing? And I feel like I have a few people in my life that I do that with. And I guess, is it worth, or how would I bring them together? Like, how would I turn that into a thing where all of us could get together and do that in more of a group setting? Do you think that that's something that you can sort of initiate? Or do you think that the mastermind is more successful if it kind of happens naturally on its own? 
Well, I think it sounds like your mastermind is happening naturally on its own. It seems like you've naturally found people who are interested in talking about projects and, you know, being serious about stuff. Maybe they haven't pitched a mastermind group yet because they're not sure what one is or what the value of one is. You know, they're not super common things to have. So in this case, I think that I would have you suggest that, hey, I really like our chats. I'd love to us to get more focused and be able to help each other more with this. How about we meet once a month for a mastermind? I've also got these people who I think could be great. What do you think? Because like you said, everyone does have to be committed to it. So if they're not yeah. actually interested in a mastermind and they're actually just interested in catching up with you over coffee, then that's a different thing. But hey, if you're getting the value from it either way, then that's fine. It doesn't have to be a structured mastermind group in order for you to get mm-hmm. good advice from someone, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so you're part of one of your mastermind groups is like virtual, so to speak, right? Like with ConvertKit, you're all in different places. So I assume when you get together, it's over a call. Yeah, it is. And the one that you have in the YouTube space with your YouTube space friends, that's like a physical group, right? Am I yeah, it is. following? Yep. So what what's the difference there? Like is one easier than the other? Is it different do you get different vibes from each because one's physical and one's not like I'm trying to think in my mind the the different value of being part of one that's like physical like is it worth me only focusing on finding people in my city to get together to make a mastermind group or is it also valuable to have people from you know in different places coming together over the internet I think whatever you have access to and whatever's easiest for you honestly um, I really like our mastermind group we meet in person, I think mostly because I do work from home and work remote. And uh-huh, so uh-huh. it feels like I'm like, oh, let's have a meeting. You know? yeah. <laughs> a real meeting like an adult. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so, I don't know, it's just nice to have a purposeful meeting place. And I feel like it keeps me accountable more. Like I can't just be like five minutes before the call. Oh, sorry, guys, I'm, I'm a bit too busy. I've got to keep going with what I was working on because... Right. I've traveled to this space in particular, you know, to to be there for this call. Wait, call? Meeting? You know what I mean? <laughs> I know what you mean. Jill has asked, actually, in, the, in our community, I'd like to know how you choose the right online group. There are so many options out there and lots have high fees or invite only or are poorly run or are so big and well-established that you can feel intimidated posting. So... Yes, I totally understand this feeling because you do like you have these aspirations that you want to get to know the right people to then, you know, connect with them more and help with their projects and get help from them on yours. But you have to do the small talk first, essentially, right? Like you have to get to know them first and you have to get to know their projects first before you know if it's going to be a good fit. Um, A lot of I, I feel like mastermind groups that are paid for, I'm not a huge fan because I feel like then someone's in it for something else. Do you know what I mean? Like, in our mastermind group, it works well because we all have exactly the same motives and, like, none of us are in charge of it. And, you know, we're we're all there to help and, and get benefit from our projects. So I don't think that you should pay to join a mastermind group, but paying to join an online community where you can find the people who might be able to form a mastermind group with you is a great idea. Because that's a place where you know that there's a high concentration of the types of people who would really suit being in a mastermind group. You know, if you're joining it, they're probably going to be interested in it as well. And so, yeah, I, I, that would be my advice there is to pick the right online community or 
space where you can find the right people and and don't pay to just flat out join a mastermind group I think that has to be a little bit more organic like we were talking about before Fem. Yeah, I'm glad that you said this because I was thinking the same thing. I don't see communities as masterminds. To me, those are very different things. I think communities are a great place to go to to find and meet people who you could then form a mastermind group with. But I think they're very different. Like, I think for me, how I see mastermind groups is they're quite intimate. You know, it's usually only a very small group of people, like less than five, I would say. And you really get to go on a really deep level, I think, with each other in terms of like, you know, really go deep on the things that they're struggling with and what what they're doing. Whereas community is a little bit more, um, I don't know, just not as as deep focused, I think. Uh, I think when you are really like with the mastermind group you really get to know each other very well correct me if I'm wrong but you know you get to have these deep conversations but if you want to have that type of conversation in a community like so many different people could be chiming in and they might not necessarily know you as well as someone in your mastermind does and so the advice that they give you might not be as tailored or as focused as the advice that you could get from like a mastermind group member do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. I think you're right there. I feel like um, you get a much more deeper level of advice with a mastermind group, not because of the quality of the people or anything, because it could be the exact same people as in the community, but it's purely the fact that you've spent all this time really getting to know the project, so you don't have to do much of that context understanding. You know, you've already got it from and that makes your advice more useful I think so like they already know your story they know your context and so they can better give advice to your particular situation Uh, but if you're just jumping in a community that has you know however many people and asking a specific question it's it's hard to really or it's harder to get that really valuable answer when those people might not know the whole story or the whole situation right yeah Okay, well, how about we now talk about some advice then for how to ask for advice, I suppose, because that's not to say that you can't get advice from communities, you know. Totally. I I get loads of advice from our own community. I think there's some great people in there. I think when you ask for feedback on a project or, you know, for advice on something, you have to be as concise as possible while giving as much detail as possible. So that sounds difficult. That's really hard. (laughs) Basically, you have to make sure that you tell people, okay, this is what I'm working on, a bit of background about why I'm working on this, and this is the struggle that I'm facing, and I think this is why I'm facing it, or, you know, and then whatever your question is. Give them, like, you don't have to tell them your whole life story, like, okay, so one day I thought maybe I should start this thing, and then I picked up my pencil, like, there's no need to go back quite that far. I was but... looking forward to hearing the rest of that story, Charlie. <laughs> well, I mean, I wish I could tell you, but I don't even know what it was. <laughs> you know, there's there's no need to, to go into all of the details. Just give as much advice as you think is necessary. And if people ask questions, then you can follow up and, and leave that advice in a thread. I think that's a great way for other people to come along and like catch up on the thread to see what's been suggested so far. But yeah, you always have to give context behind the thing you're asking. Like, even for things like, well, think of it like giving feedback on design, right? If we shared a logo design, it was like, hey, what do you think of this? Um, well, it, I mean, it looks pretty, but I don't know if it does the job because you haven't told me what the job is yet. You have to give the context behind the thing you're asking so that the advice can be more useful. 
Yeah, I think that's good. I I feel like a community is a great place to go if you want to get like sort of or form an overall uh, opinion or get an overall advice about something. Uh, and I think that can kind of help you with, okay, now I've got clarity on sort of which direction I want to go and what I should focus on. And then when it gets to sort of like the nitty gritty details, like the fine details, you know, like for your Patreon, I'm sure you had nitty gritty details. You had to figure out like, how long would I make this special launch price thing for? Should I do it for 24 hours, 72? Should I do it for a week? Like those kind of small details, which you could spend an hour discussing just that, right? Uh, I think those conversations are when you probably get more value when you're talking to people who are really familiar with your situation and what you're doing. And also can spare the time to focus on your problem for longer than the five minutes it takes to, you know, read a post and and write some advice based on that. Because it is, like you you said, it involves a lot of follow-up questions and things. And so another reason why I think I like mastermind groups is because it feels reciprocal. Like, well, I always feel a sense of this anyway in communities where if someone's really helpful for me, I want to make sure that I'm really helpful for them in the next question that they ask because, you know, they've given up their time to help me out. So now I want to help them out or, you know, pay it forward to someone else who's wanting help. Just make sure that I contribute to the community in that way and I'm not just taking from it. But with mastermind groups, it almost feels like that give and take is built in, right? Like it's equal. Like right. I've got half an hour to focus on my problem now and I don't have to feel selfish about that or anything or like I'm wasting your time because we've agreed to be here and then in the next half an hour we're going to do the exact same but you're going to be in the hot seat. So it, there's more of that partnership, I suppose. How much planning do you do in, in that case when you know that you're going to be in a hot seat or you're going to have this particular focus session, do you plan much in advance about what you want to share and talk about or do you kind of just let it come naturally once you're you're there? I definitely plan what I want to talk about because otherwise I think it's a waste of people's time to just sit there and be like, hmm, what should we talk about today? You know. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I basically have my main struggle mind and write a few bullet points of what I want to talk about, but it is a conversation. Like it's not you presenting a talk for half an hour. There's got to be time for you to give advice. So I tend to like ask the first question and then, you know, there's a conversation about it and then make sure I get to all the rest of my points if I need to throughout. But sometimes that the conversation goes so well and advice is just flowing and you don't need to ask any follow-up questions. So follow-up question to that. (laughs) (laughs) How do you collect all of the feedback that you are given during the mastermind session? We actually had Michael ask this. He was wondering how to collect the feedback in a digestible and organized way. I feel like when you are in this situation, in the hot seat or, or whatever you call it, and people are giving you feedback, like you probably get a lot and you might feel overwhelmed. Do you take notes? Is someone recording it? How, how do you capture all of that value that you, that you get? So on our ConvertKit mastermind, we do record the calls, I'm pretty sure. And so that way we can watch them back later and, and get the advice. What I really liked actually about the mastermind group we were in was that when someone was in the hot seat, you know, when we did meet, someone else would take the notes. So that way you didn't have to be thinking about it. Um, in my YouTube space mastermind, I just write notes while the advice is coming, you know, anything that comes to mind. And that's kind of bad because it means I'm not paying as much attention, I suppose, because when you're writing, you can't be listening as hard as when you're not writing. That's just not possible. But also it means that I can write down context of like, someone might say something that sparks an idea with me so I can write that down and, you know, make note of the things that are 
what initially grabbed me as the most useful pieces of advice. So yeah, definitely take notes. I would not recommend that you just have like the feedback session and make no notes and make no recording because um, that feels like a waste. Like how are you going to remember all of that and go back on it later? Yeah, I, I've been trying more and more to take notes in general, like even during meetings at work and things like that. I previously have never really been much of a note taker. I trusted my brain to just remember everything. See, I don't trust my brain at all. <laughs> and then I'd get back to my desk or whatever and realize that I've lost half of it. So yeah, yeah just in general, like taking notes is so, so valuable because you, you always think you're going to remember. You're like, oh yeah, this is super important and, and it makes sense. I'm definitely going to remember this. But uh, you, you don't, unfortunately. No, you don't. <laughs> so if anyone listening to this feels like they want to get more one-on-one time with a peer to have mentorship or make a mastermind group, join a mastermind group. I will say that if you are a designer or a creative type, then I'm just going to pitch our community as a place to meet people Mm -hmm. to do that because there's so many great people in there. I would really like to encourage any of our community members listening, actually, if you've seen people in there chatting about projects, freelancing, whatever it is that you do, and you feel like you would really like to get their advice on a deeper level, reach out to them and ask if they're interested in starting a mastermind and you guys can form something together. I think that would be a great way to go. I personally would love to facilitate a bunch of different mastermind groups within our community, but I'm only one person and I do have a full-time job. So we're going to have to have you uh, help you help yourselves a bit on this one. And I think it would be really beneficial for you to reach out to someone and, and set that up because You know if they're in there, they're probably interested in this kind of thing and interested in improving themselves and their projects. So it's the perfect space to find someone. Yeah, uh, I'm so excited that this is launching. And trust us when we say that there are a bunch of super talented and creative people in the community. And so if you are looking for people to connect with and start a mastermind group with, this is definitely the place to be. And how about actually uh, in our community resources section, so you get access to this if you're a community member, I will write up a checklist of, you know, some instructions and some pointers on how to run a good mastermind group based on on the ones that I've been in. Yes, that'd be super Community members, check that out. That'll be there for you. Awesome. Cool. Please, if you're interested in joining the community, it is now live. You can head to designlife.fm slash community. We hope to see you in there. Yeah, sounds good. Talk to you in there and see you next week, Pim. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.